I'm Erin Summers, and this is Publishers Lunch Deluxe for Thursday, August 31st. Today in Deal News, we have classicist and author of Not All Dead White Men, Donna Zuckerberg's Antiquated, Gender, Marriage, and Other Myths I Used to Love, tracing the rise and fall of the author's marriage to her college sweetheart and the fulfillment, family, and freedom that only became possible after her spouse's transition ended a decade of gendered play acting to Atria in a preempt. In today's top story, Amy Einhorn leaves Holt to become publisher of Crown Fiction. Amy Einhorn has resigned her, her position as president and publisher of Henry Holtz, which she has held since September 2019, and she will leave September 8th in order to join Crown on October 2nd in the new position of SVP publisher of Crown Fiction, reporting to Crown Publishing Group president David Drake. Macmillan announced internally that Jamie Robb will oversee Holt in the interim while they search for a new publisher for the division. The co-founder and president of Macmillan Celadon Books, Rob moved to the role of publisher-at-large for Macmillan in early 2022. Holt has been looking for a new editor-in-chief since Sarah Crichton stepped back to become editor-at-large. CEO Jonathan Yejid wrote to staff, Over the course of her nine-plus years with Macmillan Publishers, Amy took special pride in mentoring the next generation of publishing's best. We continue to wish her continued success as she begins the next phase of her distinguished publishing career. At Crown, which became an independent PRH division again earlier this year, Drake notes in his announcement, For the past four years, our editorial mandate has been to focus exclusively on the further development of our nonfiction program under the continuing leadership of Jillian Blake, SVP publisher Crown. With the new hire, it is with great pleasure that I announce the return of fiction to Crown under the vision and leadership of Einhorn. Drake adds, Amy's mandate will be to build an impactful fiction program comprised of approximately 20 titles published each year, extending the tradition of critical and commercial success that Crown established over the past decade. Einhardt will be supported by Crown deputy publisher Ansley Rosner, who has both expertise and a deep affinity for fiction publishing. Rosner will duly report to both Einhardt and Blake, Einhorn and Blake, while continuing to oversee Crown's marketing and publicity departments. Elsewhere, Scribe Media resumes operations amid multiple lawsuits. Scribe Media has resumed at least some operations and has reactivated some of their social media promotions and campaigns after massive layoffs earlier this year. Though the company was looking for a buyer and a small investment firm signed a letter of intent to acquire Scribe's assets if they could get financing, there is no sign of that happening. According to a post in mid-July, prospective buyer Enduring Ventures had concluded during due diligence, like many others, quote, that the situation was a lot worse than our initial understanding. Instead, they have a consulting agreement, which allows us to work on previous agreements under Scribe Media and sign new agreements with the approvals of of Scribe Media and its lender. But a source tells PL they believe this arrangement violates laws against fraudulent transfer and has reported the company to the Texas Attorney General. Many people continue to wonder why creditors and customers have not forced Scribe into a formal bankruptcy process. Multiple lawsuits have been filed as a result of the situation, including a fraud suit from two investors against former CEO Javon McCormick, a lawsuit against the company from author Namish Patel, and a class action lawsuit from 87 former employees.
Investors Jawada San and John Kim sued McCormick in early July in the 200th district in Travis County, Texas, on multiple counts of fraud. They alleged that McCormick, quote, lied about Scribes' financial condition to induce them to invest and, quote, went so far as to falsify Scribes' financial records, his personal financial reports, and emails to deceive potential investors into thinking that Scribe was a successful, attractive, and profitable business. Furthermore, they alleged that he, quote, used Scribe as his personal piggy bank. By their account, at a board meeting in May, when McCormick resigned his positions, quote, McCormick did not dispute the allegations of fraud and wrongdoing when confronted about them. Asan paid $5 million for a 45% stake in the company that controlled all of Scribe's assets and loaned Scribe an additional $775,000. He was on the company's board, yet alleges that he and Kim did not learn about Scribe's true financial condition until May of 2023, when Scribe was unable to make payroll and was then forced to lay off all its employees and cease operations entirely in June of 2023. The suit discloses that Asan became interim CEO on June 12th. Kim was a scribe, author, slash customer, and his chief development officer at General Catalyst, a major private equity firm. Kim invested $1.05 million, of which only $500,000 was repaid. The suit documents Scribe's long-standing financial trouble. As of early 2022, Scribe was operating at a loss and its cash flow situation started to become dire. McCormick knew Scribe had a severe cash flow issue because he was provided with weekly cash flow forecasts. The plaintiffs accused McCormick of having presented them with falsified financial statements to show a profit for 2022 when the company actually recorded a net loss for the year of $2.2 million. According to the suit, McCormick, quote, made repeated misrepresentations to Scribe employees and investors that Scribe was on the verge of being acquired by another company. But all of these representations were false, and at least some, they claim, were supported by altered emails. The suit also indicates that co-founder Tucker Max did not sell his interest in Scribe's companies until January 2023 for $750,000 and additional payments over time. When Scribe was collapsing earlier this year, Max had written on Twitter, I sold my shares long ago. I haven't been involved in the company in a while. What happened is horrible and I'm sad about it, but I had nothing to do with it. In fact, I learned about it when everyone else did. Two suits have also been filed against the company itself. Author Namish Patel sued Scribe on June 27th, also in Travis County, but the company has so far failed to respond to the case, um, so far failed to respond, and the case appears to be headed to a default judgment as a result. Patel paid Scribe $40,000 for ghostwriting services, signing a contract that allowed him to withdraw and recover any money spent over $30,000. The claim states that Patel is suing for breach of contract for the $10,000 he spent over $30,000, plus $18,000 that he paid in marketing fees as well as legal fees. To date, the book has not been published and no marketing arrangements have been made. More significantly, former employees Alyssa Cormier, Claire Bredner, Mariana Acosta, and Etsy Pittman have sued the company in the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Texas Austin Division as lead plaintiffs in a, in a class action on behalf of 87 people for, quote, violating the Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification, the Warren Act, by terminating plaintiffs and class members without providing sufficient or any advance written notice. The Warren Act stipulates that employees must be given 60 days of notice in advance of mass layoffs or plant closures. They allege that Scribe's claims of unforeseen business circumstances and faltering business were not true, citing, among other things, owner and former CEO McCormick's apology on LinkedIn, in which he acknowledged the history of the company's financial troubles. They also challenged the claim of a, quote, plant closure, since Scribe's offices apparently remained open and the company's executives continued to work there. 
the former employees seek damages in the amount of the 60 days compensation and benefits they would have been entitled to under the Warren Act. In its first reply to the complaint, Scribe disclosed this additional piece of information. On June 30th, 2023, the officers and directors of Scribe Media resigned abruptly after appointing William Patterson as chief restructuring officer. Meanwhile, freelancers tell PL they have received officers offers to return to the company, but the contracts include a non-compete. Scribe has not yet responded to PL's queries. In People News, at Harper Children's, Elizabeth Aguimang and Sarah Schoenfeld have been promoted to editor. Erica DePasquale has been promoted to associate editor. At Feminist Press, Lucia Brown has been promoted to director of community engagement. Nadine Santoro has been promoted to publicity and events coordinator. Rachel Gilman has joined as sales and marketing coordinator. She was most recently marketing and sales associate at Grove Atlantic. At Mushins Entertainment, Rachel Neely has been promoted to agent. Kaya Evans moves up to associate agent. And on our industry leading jobs board, we have one new job for you to check out today online. And that's the news.